One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. We have dramatic developments from Melbourne this morning. 75 people have tested positive to coronavirus in the past 24 hours alone. The city's airport has also been thrown into lockdown after a worker at the Australian Border Force base tested positive to COVID-19. Jodie Lee joins us now live from Melbourne. Good morning, Jodie. Victoria's virus fight just keeps on getting worse. Good morning to you, Anne. It's certainly an ongoing process here in Victoria to tackle the coronavirus crisis. Uh, the Health Minister is currently addressing the media as we go to air this morning, but as you mentioned, a staggering 75 positive cases of coronavirus reported here in Victoria overnight. Of those, just one was in hotel quarantine. 14 are linked to known outbreaks, 37 were detected through routine testing, and 23 of those cases are still under investigation. The Health Minister has described this alarming rise as concerning. The majority of those cases overnight were in what are called hotspot areas, particularly suburbs in the city's northwest and southeast, where medical professionals are now going door to door offering tests. As part of that suburban blitz, there have now been 53,000 coronavirus tests are offered. And as you mentioned as well, there was another worker at Melbourne Airport that is now in lockdown. That was a cleaner who tested positive at the Australian Border Force base on Sunday. That building is closed today for cleaning. Take a listen to what the health minister had today had to say this morning. Many of the cases that have come through today, uh, they are overwhelmingly concentrated in those priority suburbs. We've got many cases across uh, the inner northern, northern suburbs and the western suburbs of Melbourne, uh, but not exclusively. Uh, and it's important to reiterate to the community uh, that, um, uh, that you're not immune from catching coronavirus by virtue of the postcode that you live in. Jodie, some good news for people suspected of carrying the disease. They'll be given the option of having a saliva test. That's right. The saliva test was developed by the Doherty Institute here in Melbourne on the back of a $6 million government grant. It's the first of its kind in Australia and it's designed to be less invasive than the traditional swab test. So hopefully it will help people with disabilities or the more vulnerable like children to undertake the COVID-19 test. Some good news, the Health Minister advised this morning that more than 100 Victorians in the suburb of Keylor Downs have already had the saliva test yesterday. It's no doubt uh, one of of the techniques they'll be using to fight this virus on the front lines in those uh, suburban suburbs now considered hotspots. Anne? Jodie Lee live in Melbourne. Thank you, Jodie. 
Live now to Nina Stevens in our Sydney newsroom. Nina, good morning to you. These developments in Victoria are putting further pressure on the New South Wales Premier to shut the borders. Well, that's right, Anne. Gladys Berejiklian has always maintained the borders here should stay open, but there is no doubt that those latest numbers from Victoria will force her to reconsider. Now, meanwhile, Anne, our coronavirus numbers are just in. Seven new cases have been reported. All of those are in hotel quarantine, so there's no community transmission at all. And now now for some time, cases here have remained low, meaning the state government is continuing to ease restrictions bit by bit and allow more social interactions to take place. So from July the 1st this Wednesday, this is what will change here. Community sport is back for adults and children. Outdoor venues can run at 25% capacity, so that means crowds at the footy and concerts as well. Indoor venues can run without capacity limits, other than the one person per four square metre rule. Cinemas and will also reopen their doors for the first time since non-essential business was shut down so you can go back to the flicks. And weddings are also back which is of course welcome news for brides and grooms who have been planning their big day. But it is important to note there are still limitations in place as to how all of this will work. People must be sitting down at all times so that means no dancing and no close mingling. Those social distancing rules do still remain in place. So health authorities warning people that the virus is still out there, so it's important not to drop your guard while enjoying these newfound freedoms, Anne. Nina Stevens reporting. Thank you very much, Nina. Almost all of South Australia's COVID restrictions have been lifted. Thousands are back on the road and back in the office this morning for the first time in months. Community contact sport is also able to resume. The state has adopted the federal government's recommended one person per two square metre rule in public. And while it will seem like a long Monday in the office, people can now relax after work with a drink at the bar, with most businesses able to double their capacity. The Prime Minister insists he won't be rushed to reveal if he'll permanently increase welfare payments, despite growing uncertainty for Australians out of work. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, the PM will receive Treasury review of these payments today. Good morning, Anne. Yes, Treasury has now completed its report on the government's job keeper and job seeker payments, and the Prime Minister will review those recommendations today before deciding what action to take post-September when they're due to expire. One of the government's own MPs, Barnaby Joyce, conceding job seeker should not revert back to the old rate of $40 a day, warning it's not enough to live on, with the government nearly doubling the rate due to the pandemic. But the Prime Minister says long-term there must be a balance. Look, I've argued for a long period of time that uh, 280 bucks a week just doesn't, doesn't cut it if you're trying to get by. Uh, there'll have to be some form of increase. Rush decisions uh, are never smart in an environment when you're spending that amount of money. We can't allow the job seeker payment um, to become an impediment to people out and going do, mm. doing work. Olivia Scott Morrison says he's focused on boosting jobs. Yeah, this morning detailing how some $1 billion in fast-tracked state and federal funding will be spent on New South Wales roads to fix 11 congestion hotspots around Sydney, including at Macquarie Park, on the Pacific Highway, Parramatta Road and Bondi Junction, and improve the safety of regional roads to support nearly 5,500 jobs and help the economy out of recession. And Olivia Leeming, live in Canberra. Thank you very much, Olivia. 
A convicted murderer and prison escapee will today walk free from a Queensland jail after spending 32 years behind bars. At age 21, Oliver Allensich killed Sandy McKay and then committed more crimes once in jail. In 1997, Alan Sitch was part of a group of criminals who staged a daring escape from maximum security. Sandy McKay's family says he shouldn't be released. Donald Trump has suffered a rather embarrassing social media blunder overnight. He shared this video on Twitter but didn't seem to listen to it beforehand. White power! There you go, white power. Do you hear that? It's already being referred to as Trump's white power tweet. The president has since deleted it, claiming to have not realised what the video contained. Meanwhile, the world's coronavirus infection tally hit a grim milestone overnight. Ten million people have now caught the virus and half a million have died from it. The United States remains the global ground zero with more infections and deaths than anywhere else. And the total is still rising. Paul Caddick reports. Good morning, Anne. Coronavirus case numbers are now on the rise in more than 30 states. A dozen states have paused any further reopenings and some reopenings are being reversed. Today, the governor of California ordered bars to close in several areas, including Los Angeles. Vice President Mike Pence visiting Texas, one of the current hotspots, was urging precautions. Wear a mask wherever it's indicated uh, or wherever you're not able to uh, practice the kind of social distancing uh, that would prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Now that's in contrast to the example set by the president who's been notably reluctant to wear a mask in public. A senior Republican senator today suggesting he should. It would help if from time to time the president would wear one to help us get rid of this political debate that says if you're for Trump you don't wear a mask if you're against Trump uh, you do. Some blaming the rising cases on younger people gathering without precautions. Others argue it's been the rush to reopen without waiting for a steady decline in cases. If these states keep going up, we're going to have a national right. crisis like we have never seen. Uh, they said this was the way to help the economy by reopening. It's been the exact opposite. Every time the virus goes up, the stock market goes down. Donald Trump's health secretary today said time is running out to get this surge under control. The federal government has announced a major crackdown on foreign interference in Australia's affairs, especially where fake news is concerned. A new security and intelligence unit will work with like-minded countries to expose disinformation campaigns run by other nations such as China. The unit will counter fake news with factual campaigns. But it's the next part which is controversial. The program will also work to publicly name and shame the nations responsible for disseminating the fake news so the public knows where it came from. The Australian stock market has started the week in the red, taking a dive on opening. Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton joins us now. Good morning, Gemma. What's the reason for the losses? Well, and these falls are widely expected today after Wall Street plummeted on Friday. After the sh rapid share market recovery that's taken place since early April, nerves are now beginning to fray as investors wonder whether we really are already past the worst of the health crisis. A deteriorating situation in the US with rising cases and some new lockdowns 
lockdowns have spooked share markets around the world, while the spike in cases in Victoria has added to fears on our own local share market. Companies whose profits are linked to an economic recovery are once again in the firing line. This is travel agencies, owners of shopping centres and energy stocks among the worst performers. The major banks are also struggling, down around 2 to 3% today. We're also seeing some shareholders tidy up their portfolios ahead of the tax year ending tomorrow, selling shares in companies that have performed poorly this year. Our dollar is holding relatively steady among the nerves being rattled this morning. It's still buying around 68.7 US cents. Um, Gemma Acton reporting. Thank you very much, Gemma. Demonstrators have clashed with police in Hong Kong during a protest against China's new national security legislation. Armed riot police used pepper spray on protesters. When scuffles broke out, 53 people were arrested. China's National People's Congress Standing Committee has begun a three-day meeting to review the bill. The new law will give China's central government power to deal with criminal cases related to national security. Severe flooding in southwest China has turned deadly. Three people killed and 12 others are missing. More torrential rain fell overnight and this amateur video shows the moment the deluge triggered a landslide on the side of a mountain. No one was injured, but it did force several villagers to abandon their homes. We have some mesmerising pictures to show you now. A spectacular fireworks has lit up the night sky in the Russian city of St. Petersburg to mark the end of the school year. The event is called Scarlet Sales and is held each year to give the city's graduating students a celebration to remember. Restrictions were in place to stop the spread of coronavirus, meaning the spectacle went ahead only without the usual summer crowds. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.